Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I so appreciate that people actually listen to this show. I I got an email the other day from somebody who said they listen on their run and it just makes them smarter at the end of the run. And I thought that's pretty cool because uh, I've taken up running. As those of you who listen to the show regularly know, I'd never run a quarter mile or a half mile pretty much in my life. I mean, here and there I'd attempt a 5K, but I'd have to walk half of it or or whatever. And uh, last... February during Lent, I gave up sugar and wheat. I mean, not all wheat, but certainly bread and pasta. And I lost 12 pounds during Lent. And Lent is only like 40, 42 days. And then my daughter challenged me to train for a half marathon with her. And I said, well, I've, I've never run in my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm 25 pounds overweight. And, you know, I'm 50 almost. And she said, Dad, if you could run two miles, I've read an article, if you could run two miles comfortably, you could train in six months to do a marathon. We only need to do a half marathon. So I thought, well, I'll try. So I went out and ran a little bit, and then I ran a little bit more, and all of a sudden I was running two or three miles comfortably, and I said, let's do it. And she goes, yeah, I don't want to run a half marathon anymore. So I'm doing it alone, and uh, but I do appreciate that some people go on their runs and listen to this show, and actually that totally dovetails into today's show because as you know, anybody who you know loses 25 pounds and changes their diet, uh, they're kind of like the convert to Catholicism. They they know everything and they want to make sure they tell everybody everything, and that's kind of the way I've become with my health and wellness. And today I have a health and wellness coach and and an expert and author, uh, and his name is. Marcello Petalino, and he is award, an award-winning entrepreneur. He's a lifestyle consultant and a fitness coach. And I'm looking at his bio, and he has a bunch of pictures on his bio. And he's in his 40s, and he has this picture like on the beach. And it's like, yeah, at, at mid-40s, you shouldn't look like that. He's, he's doing something right as a fitness coach. Uh, and he's written a new book called Celebrate Life, How to Live It Up, discover fulfillment, and experience the joy you deserve. And I think that that is something we try to do for those of us who are part of this cool things entrepreneurs uh, do community is we want to get the most that we can. And it's more than just having a business. It's really the whole lifestyle. So I was really excited when I got introduced to Marcello and I knew right away I wanted to have him on the show and today is the day. So Marcello Petalino, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tom, good afternoon. It's great to be with you, and yeah. congratulations on your lifestyle intervention. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's, it's one of those things that I actually can't believe. I went out today and ran five miles, and we're recording this on a Tuesday, and that was just like my regular short run now, and it was like, yeah, I'll go out and do five miles. That's awesome. Hey, tell us a little bit more about your business. I, these bios that I get that I read, it's like, hey, he's an award-winning author and a, you know, he's a lifestyle uh, consultant, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really do it as well as having the guest here on the show tell everybody who they are and what they do that's cool. Sure. That's kind of the cliff notes anyway. Um, for 25 years, my company has helped the world celebrate life. We provide entertainment planning, facilitation, design, and event production for social and corporate uh, receptions. And in addition to that, 
the 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 best part of my business is that in order to do well in my business, I feel I have to look good and feel good. So um, the the business parlayed into lifestyle consulting and fitness coaching. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't want sort of you know somebody who is putting on like these great events, who's talking about how to change your lifestyle, being kind of a slug, right? You've got to you've got to live it. <laughs> Absolutely. So is this what you've done right out of the gate from college or did you have like a regular job? Did you work for an accounting firm or, you know, a bank or something like that? What did, what did you start in the world doing? Well, I had a few jobs, I'm sure like everybody else, but I sold candy in high school and enough to where I earned enough money to buy my first sound system and uh, equipment to do my first uh, event. But along the way, before I could really start and be successful on my own, I had to go through a few, you know, we'll call them odd jobs. And the issue that I had with delivering shirts for a dry cleaner and uh, working at a florist was the bosses, I remember one in particular told me after I finished all my work, I was doing a great job. I was a very hard worker and I was supposed to have an hour lunch break. And it was a beautiful day. It was sunny, like 80 degrees. It was in the middle of the summer. And I said, great, I'll see you guys in an hour. I'm going to go you know, enjoy my lunch outside and get some sun. He's like, no, nah, I kind of need you back and let's do 15 minutes. I was like, no, that's not really how it's going to work, right? I, didn't I earn my hour-long break? Needless to say, that was my last day. And that was, and that was the day I realized I can't work for somebody else. So you got the bug early to go and, and, and be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I was about 19 years. So you've been doing this since you were 19 years old. What do you absolutely love about the lifestyle that you've created? Well, I think the best part is the law of attraction. You know, I'm a big fan of continuing education. So I attend a lot of meetings and conferences with some of the most talented men and women in the entrepreneurial arena. So there's, I think there's some of the most fun and inspirational people in the world. You know, they, they get it. You, you've, you've mentioned them, uh, referred to them in some, in some of your previous podcasts as event professionals, you know, master of ceremonies. And you know that type. I mean, you're one, you're an extrovert. You know, uh, in addition to being great and fun to hang around, they also know that if you work really hard, you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur. They also get that life and business can be really tough sometimes, so they can be great, you know, a great resource for empathy and guidance. So since I, I strongly believe that you are who you surround yourself with um, and that uh, a life surrounded by successful entrepreneurs is a, is a life that um, you know, anyone would be grateful to have. So the, the perk of being an entrepreneur, I think, is who you get to associate with and keep in your uh, circle of influence. That's my favorite part of it. So you, you bring up you know, who, you, who you surround yourself with is, is who you become, and you said that you've participated in a lot of continuing education. I, I believe in that fully. I mean, I try very hard to be around people who challenge me. If I'm the smartest guy in the room, I need a new room because you know, I, can't, right. I, can't, I can't grow if, if that's the way, the way it is. So what types of events? I mean, there's all types of things that, that you can participate in for sort of this continuing education. What types of stuff do you find yourself gravitating to? There's this one awesome awesome conference that happens every summer and it's called the think tank and it's basically 45 individuals uh male female in the events special events industry and so every summer they pick a different city to to host it it's a three-day conference and it's a combination of during the day you have workshops and seminars on how to be uh, a better entrepreneur more successful um you know, a business person. But then at night, the host of that particular conference uh, in that city will show you the best of that city. So over the last 14 years, I've seen some of the best of all the 
you know biggest cities in the country. So that's probably my my favorite one uh, that I that I that I attend. It's called the Think Tank, and it happens every summer. In addition to the special events, has three or four conferences throughout the year in Las Vegas, here on the East Coast, in New Jersey. Those are a lot of fun on how to um, you know build a better event uh, specifically. And then I haven't gotten involved so much with the National Speakers Association meetings. I know Neen James, our mutual friend, is is huge. You know, very pr- a prominent figure in those, and those look like a blast. So I, I think as I evolve in in, in my profession as a, as an author and 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 speaker as well, I think that's where I'm going to start gravitating to because they look like a a lot of fun as well, and of course very educational and very ins- uh, inspirational. Well, it's interesting you bring up the National Speakers Association because I tell people all the time when they say, "Hey, I think I want to become a speaker." I say, you know, you should come and, and, you know, experience not just one conference, but a couple of events. Because going to a conference one time, you meet people, but meeting someone once doesn't make them part of your network. You have to build relationships over time. And a lot of people, some of the more famous speakers or some of, you know, gurus out there are like, oh, you don't need to join any national speakers association type thing, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I wouldn't have been in business. And it wasn't that I wanted to go be some guru I wanted to be around people who were working speakers, who were growing their business and doing things. And that was the only place I could go where I was going to find people who were, weren't all beginners or weren't all famous. And there's a whole swath in the middle. And you know, I was able to go and, and make friends with people who had my best interest at heart, who have guided me so many ways. So I always tell people, you know, if you want to grow in the business, you know, it's not a magic wand, but the National Speakers Association is a great place. A, you will learn a lot in the conferences that they do. But where you really learn is when you meet your people, when you find your people, because what mm-hmm. they do is you, you get to – from the outside, the speaking business looks like one thing. When you peel back the layers, you find out it's several different things, and you start to figure out where you fit. And you bring up that we were introduced through Neen James, and she's been a guest on the show uh, back in the, the first year of the show. In fact, now that we mention it, I should have her back on but because uh, she's grown and is doing new things. But she's a great example, and we talked about this before we taped, of somebody who goes out of their way to connect people just mm-hmm. saying, hey, you two really should meet. And not everybody does that. I've, I've actually taken to asking the people in my network, who do you think I should know? Because they don't – many people – you know, Neen does it, but a lot of people don't just connect the dots on their own. So I've found it's sort of a great, a great question when, when I ask you know, at conferences or wherever, who is it that I should know? So do you find that when you go to – that's a long intro into this question. Do you find that when you go to conferences, it expands your network? Absolutely. I think by default as well. You know, I, I saw one of your tweets, I think it was in the last few weeks, and to, to follow up on, on, on your question, which is, you know, how do you do it? And, and, and it's basically, there's the follow up to your uh, first part of the question. There's an A and B. There's when you, when you meet someone and, and, and you, I think the most important question you ask is, who, who do you know that, that I should know? And then part B is, can you introduce me? And I know you specifically said that in your tweet as well. You know, can you introduce me? Can you make the introduction? And I think that's the, that's the way to do it. And I've never been shy. I know you mentioned you're an extrovert as well. And boy, talk about um, you know, that golden ticket. A golden ticket to me is just being able to smile and be polite. And if, you're, if you smile and you're polite to the right people, there are people out there like Neen James who are willing to help and connect you know, I always say that the worst someone can do to you is say no. Right, but and then, most- and, and then you just move on. That's cool. No, is, I always tell people no is a great answer. You know, yeah, because it's, it's, an it's short and quick. Yeah, and you know you can just move on. Right. 
So, and then, and I know that you know this because I've already kind of done my homework on you and everything, but then in addition to that, then you have to be willing to do that for other people, right? You have to be willing to be that connector. You can't just always show up and go, how's everybody in this room going to help me? Absolutely. It's a reciprocal business. There's no doubt about it. And again, that goes to who you surround yourself with. Neen is a very reciprocal uh, type of entrepreneur. And that's why I'm, I think I'm drawn to, to folks like her. That's why she's in my, my VIPs, my very inspirational people, uh, circle of influence. I'm, I'm sure you've received, you know, a lot of emails. I actually, matter of fact, I know you do, cause that's how you and I met. Neen will specifically go out of her way. Uh, it, let's say we have a private chat. Neen's the type to follow up. It's just like my mom. It's, it, it's a, it's an old school type of, not everybody has that follow up uh, quality to them. So Neen will be in a private conversation or a um, kind of a outside the room conversation with, with with you and you'll be like, yeah, we should do this, we should do that. And that's where it usually stops for most people. I'm sure you've seen this. It's oh like yeah, people it's the let's do lunch, right? Hey, let's do lunch. Nobody ever calls right. and sets up lunch. Right. Or they say, hey, it's great to see you, great to see you. We got to get together. We got to get together. And then you're, you're together for three days and you never get together. It's, it's silly. But Neen will actually go back home or even that night before you all go back to wherever you came from and she will send this beautiful email. I love her emails, these, um, these e-coffee type things that she sets up and she says, hey, Marcello, there's a, there's, um, there's a guy you need to know. He's super cool. His name is Tom Singer. You have a lot in common. And, and she'll say a little bit about me and a little bit about you and then she'll go I'll leave you guys to connect and then it's up to us and then that's how I followed up with you you followed up with me and here we are talking and now I think we have this great I know I just can kind of tell you're I'm very much drawn to, to folks like yourself so I, I know that now for the next five ten years um, or and obviously more I'm going to have somebody in my network who might even become a good friend of mine as well and I think that's all comes down to the ability to not be shy the ability to get no for an answer and be okay with it, and also to yeah enjoy the fact that when someone says yeah I can help you out, and you know it, it'll come down the line when you know perhaps that reciprocal aspect of it. I read about your you touch my heart. I read about your daughter's um, you know uh, you know movement and charity and and and, and fundraising um, you know events and 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 uh, all, all the great stuff that you do and. If there's someone who, who comes to me in the future, and I, it happens every now and then, or if people who say, hey, look, I need to donate some money at the end of the year. Do you know any great causes? I'll be like, yes, yeah, matter of fact, I do. Talk to my friend Tom Singer. He's got something really great going on for, uh, you know, for his, his daughter. Give him a call. And I like that. I, I like being on both sides of that. So that's how I feel about networking. Well, and I think that you're right on the money. And, and I call it people who have follow-through DNA. And you're absolutely right. Our mutual friend, Ms. James, has it in spades. And yes. a lot of people do, but most people don't. They, they say, hey, we'll do lunch or, hey, let's get together while we're at this conference. And they mean it. I actually don't believe people are lying when they say, oh, I'm going to introduce you to Marcello or I'm going to introduce you to Becky. I don't think mm-hmm. that – I think they have the intention. But I think sometimes, somewhere in our society, I think intention has equaled action in people's minds. So they think, oh, I'm, I meant to connect to those two people. Therefore, I'm good. And they never took the action. So I call it follow-through DNA. And when people have that follow-through DNA, magical things happen for the people they introduce, for the people that they spend time with, and, and all that. But I think you're right. And, and when, you are, when you are drawn to people who are cool and, and who you think, wow, that person, you know, I should keep in touch with this person, that's how 
I, you know, I said it earlier, you know, meeting someone once doesn't make them part of your network. It takes a time to build that relationship. But when you find that person who it's like, God, they excite me and I excite them and, and we can help each other. That's where relationships get built. And, and you've already said it, right? You're, you're, you're thinking of checking out an NSA meeting. Uh, you know, you're, 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 I'm going to wheel you in. It's like, because, uh, you know, I've been very active for eight years and I will be very active as long as I have the privilege of, of getting to work in this industry. So, uh, you know, one day you'll come and, and I'll make sure you sit at, sit at the cool kids table for some drinks. Nice. Awesome. So, so I want to back up a step. So we talked about what you love about the lifestyle you have. Let's be honest. Are there ever days where you think, you know, I, I could have had a regular job? Absolutely. And I think if you ask that question to, to anybody and they say they love everything about it and they don't hate anything about it, then I think they're lying to you. <laughs> um, it's, a tough, it's a tough question only in that what I don't like is actually what keeps me on my toes and forces me to stay hungry. It's the idea that someone can get a steady paycheck, health benefits, and a 401k just by showing up and going through the motions at a nine-to-five type of jobs uh, so- somewhere out there. Uh, that blows my mind. As an entrepreneur, that just doesn't happen. There's no guaranteed paycheck every single week. You know How nice would it be if um, just to know that every Friday there's a, a paycheck and a little um, – you know, or the, better yet, now the, the funds just get whatever, uh, magically sent, electronically sent you know, to someone's bank account. How beautiful <laughs> is that? That doesn't happen if you're an entrepreneur. You know, as an entrepreneur, you only get paid when you work and when you have clients who appreciate your services and talents and then tell their friends about your services and talents. And when the other 18 things that have uh, have to be firing on all cylinders uh, to, re- to remain a successful entrepreneur are maintained. Um, so but but like I said, that's what forces me to keep. Um, I guess keep me keep one of my favorite sayings swirling around in my head, which is complacency is the enemy of progress. So, what I don't like is the fact that there's no guarantees, and I'm jealous sometimes of some friends who are in the industries where, yeah, every Friday they get a paycheck. I'm like, oh my god, you just really you just kind of go through the motions there, and because they they tell me they just go through the motions at their office, they're not doing any better than anybody else. They don't want a promotion. They just show up in their cubicle. They're on Facebook for three hours of the day while when they're supposed <laughs> to be working. They have a four, beautiful. 401k that they're going to, in, in, in 10 years from now, they're going to get some nice little package. And for you, I, I'm assuming for folks like you and me, you, you also run your own company. You're, you're the, you're, you're the, uh, you're the talent, you know, you're the breadwinner uh, as the entrepreneur. And guess what? If you don't perform, then you're out of business. So there's that pressure, but I think it, it keeps you on your toes. So yeah. if that's a, it's a double-edged sword there, but that's my answer as far as what I don't really care for, if that makes sense. Uh, it makes total sense. And I want to repeat something you said, and that is complacency is the enemy of progress. Mm-hmm. I think that that is something that everybody needs to just, whether they're out on their run or they're in their car, just take a deep breath. I'm going to say it again. Complacency is the enemy of progress. I think that's a big deal. I think that's something we have to remember because it's so easy, even when you're the entrepreneur, even when you're the sole breadwinner, you know, and even when you have a mortgage payment due and a college tuition payment due and all that other stuff, you know, uh, kids need, you know, new glasses and everything else, mm-hmm. you still can get complacent. It's easy to just go, ah, oh, everything's going along fine today. 
<laughs> so true. So, Very true. So I have a question for you, and that is if someone's listening and they're like, I I want to go do my own thing. This guy started at nineteen. He's a he's a lifestyle expert. How how can I how can I go start my own business? Whether they want to be a consultant, they they want to spin out of their law firm to start a solo practice, or they want to become a you know a speaker, or they want to open a, a dog walking company. What advice do you have people? What advice do you have for people who want to become an entrepreneur or a solopreneur? I would tell them to do exactly what you and I are doing today. You want to talk to other entrepreneurs who are successful. You should read their blogs, read their books, and watch their video interviews. You know, my mother introduced me when, again, 16, 17 years old. She introduced me to three of the most successful businessmen in my town of Oakland, New Jersey, where I grew up. Um, it's, it's just when I was starting to show an interest in becoming an entrepreneur. Those conversations blew my mind. I was so excited after that. Just knowing what was possible had a huge impact on my career. So knowledge is power. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of it out there. And I, I prefer one-on-one -on -one conversations with people like you and I are having. But there's a ton of stellar content online these days. And it's free. So my advice is... Just go talk to people who are smarter than you are. You, I'm sure everyone has heard that before. If you haven't, it's true. Go talk to someone who's smarter than you are, who's already successful. You know, someone was joking with me the other day. They said, um, you know, they got some bad advice. A friend of theirs got some bad advice from uh, this supposed financial guru that's out there or whatever. And only they didn't realize that the, that financial guru wasn't really su successful. It was all like a sham. And I know you've mentioned in your past, I think it was a <laughs> blog or a tweet or something about the dangers of so-called gurus. It's like, no, find some real people who are doing well. Yep. Those are the ones you want to talk to. They've been there. And they'll also be honest with you to say, look, these are some of the pitfalls you're going to run into and that it's not going to be easy. I like people like yourself, you know, just from our small little chat, uh, again, it goes back to people that you want to associate yourself with people who get it. Talk to people who will tell you not what you um, you know, want to hear, but they, they're going to tell you what you need to hear. So, yeah, look, I want to start up my own business. I want to do this. I want to do that. Don't talk to somebody who says, yeah, great. Go quit your job and, and, and start next week. You're going to do great. It's really easy, and you're going to love being an entrepreneur. You'll be going on vacation before you know it and have people working for you. No, man, it doesn't work that way. The first two years of your entrepreneurship, you, you might be having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You might have to move to a smaller house. You might have to drive a, a, an, an older car. Hell, you might have to sell your car, but but you know, five years from now, maybe ten years from now, who knows? Um, things might work out for you. But um, I like the people who are honest with you, who are successful at the same time, and and uh, they'll also be good enough. You can find some people out there who will not only be helpful, but they'll also be uh, consistent. You know, don't talk to just someone who will give you some decent advice and and never talk to you again you know f try to find someone who's going to be consistent you may have to pay them for it maybe not it all depends but if you can find someone who's going to be with you you know two three check-ins uh, a year or something like that it it's worth it because they can get you back on track or they can say hey i'm so glad that worked for you you may want to try this now if you want to go to the next level so that's what i would recommend 
And how cool for you that when you were 16 and were showing an interest in, in this type of stuff that your mom went out of her way to put you in touch with people who were doing it. I mean, a lot of people, especially, I mean, think back. I mean, entrepreneurship was not what it is today. It's now celebrated, right? The heroes in our society are these guys who drop out of Harvard and start tech companies. Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is, is like, ooh. But you go back to the 80s when you know I was uh, in high school and college and probably the early 90s for you. I'm a little bit older. Uh, you know, my parents didn't know. I mean, I kind of always wanted to do my own thing, but nobody knew what that looked like. My dad worked for an insurance company and retired with a gold watch at 65. And, you know, that was what my parents knew. And, and I don't fault them, but they they didn't know. They didn't have friends who were entrepreneurs. And nowadays, the, the young people or older people who want to do this, they're so lucky because there's podcasts like this one. There's there's all kinds of videos that they can do. There's all kinds of online training courses. Again, you got to be careful. You know, the ones that want to charge you a lot of money, I think you can find just as much information from podcasts and, and books as you can from some of these courses. But, you know, you find the right one that's going to that's gonna open up your world. It's worth every penny. So people are lucky today because this information is out there. I agree, Bert. They're very fortunate. Hey, I've got a couple of more questions for you. But first, I've got to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Marcello. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. And as I often say, they make this easy for me. I would never get the shows produced and uploaded and out for consumption if I didn't work with Podfly. They're absolutely fantastic. So Marcello, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing in your business right now? Well, I think on the event production and entertainment side of my business, the signature signature collaborations would definitely be the coolest. We're able to take the show on the road now because I'm friends with some of the top event producers in the country. um, And I thought that some of my clients would like it if I teamed up with a few of my favorite entertainers and event designers to keep things fresh and exciting and to raise the bar a little bit for their next event. When they say, hey, Marcello, what's new? What's hot? What can you do? Because we do a lot of repeat events for for families. They say, well, what can we do for our second event that's going to be a little bit different, more distinctive than the first? So what we've done are these signature collaborations, and this also enables my colleagues and I to travel to some cool places and provide a very, again, um, unique experience for our discerning clientele. So I've just discovered that synergy is a beautiful thing, and synergy is very cool. Awesome. Hey, I love to ask people who come on the show who it is that they think is cool, because I think entrepreneurs want to do more than make money. I think that entrepreneurs, I think they're great observers. And so I love the guests on the show to tell me, you know, not someone in their company, but someone who they watch that they think, wow, they're crushing it. So what entrepreneur out there do you admire? That's an easy question. My good friend, Mike Walter, he's a very talented entertainer and a very successful business owner. He's writing a book about music. So each day he's posting a cool little behind the scenes story on Facebook about a particular song or an album that topped the chart on that particular date in history. So people are enjoying reading them, um, reading his posts each day 
and because he's providing a daily dose of coolness while simultaneously staying in front of his clients and peers without being obnoxiously promotional like you know, which can turn just about everybody off, as I'm sure you know. And, and so it's a brilliant marketing strategy that will um, culminate with a book because he's gonna be he's gonna do three hundred and sixty-five of them. And at the end of this, he'll he'll have a book that's gonna be well received and that he'll be very proud of. And I think that's really cool. No, that that is cool. And I love to see people who are, you know, writing books and taking their their stuff to the next level because the more we can put information out there the more we can touch the more we can touch people which leads me to the last question and that is i think in addition to being observers i think entrepreneurs want to leave their mark in the world so i love to ask the people who come on this show what do you do to give back to the greater good well, in addition to my paid business um, for the, my consulting portfolio, I mentor a few young kids at, at no charge. And, and the same goes for my fitness coaching portfolio as well. I donate my time to some folks who are looking to improve their overall health and wellness status. And for, ever, for whatever reason, they all can't, um, if there's a, you know, a financial issue or, or, or whatever, whatever it is, it, it doesn't matter. I just make sure that I, I reach out and um, uh, you know, help them out. And, and we, we both seem to benefit from it because I found that sometimes in, in a selfish way, um, <laughs> the nicer you are to people and the more you do for other people, it, it feels really good and the better I actually feel about myself. So the bottom line is a lot of good people have gone way above and beyond over the years to show me the way. And so this is just one small way that I can choose to um, uh, pay it forward. And I think that's – I think you've hit on something that doesn't often get said and that is a lot of people you know, reached down and gave me that hand up. It's my turn to do that. And I think the way you said that is really beautiful because I think people need to remember all of us are fortunate. You know, everybody who's listening to the show right now, even if you feel trapped in the job that isn't the right place, we're all fortunate. We get to live, you know, in a, in a, in a great place that some of the listeners are international. Not everybody's in America, but everybody gets to, you know, there's opportunities all over the world and people have that opportunity to better themselves more so now probably than at any other time in human history. But we have to remember that just to get to where we are, somebody helped us, whether it was our parents or our teachers or our neighbors or, or the community. There's always been people who've given us a leg up, and we have to remember it's our turn to pay that back. So I really appreciate the way that you said that. My pleasure. Thank you. Hey, Marcello, if somebody's listening to this and they think, I've got to know more about this guy, how in the world do they find you and, and how, do they, how do they get more from you? How do, they, how do they find out about your coaching? How do they find out about your new book? Where, where do they go? They can find out about the book, the entertainment portfolio, and all things Marcello Petalino at CelebrateLifeBook.com. CelebrateLifeBook.com. That is awesome. Well, Marcello, thank you so much for being a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. You're doing some very cool things. Well, thank you very much, Tom. It was a pleasure to be here. Hey, and for everybody who listened, thank you, thank you, thank you. I say it all the time. We wouldn't have a show if it wasn't for the audience. And so keep, you know, sending me a tweet, logging on to the Facebook page, or sending me an email at tom at tomsinger.com. And remember, Tom is T-H-O-M in both cases, tom at tomsinger.com. And just let me know what you think about the show. I love it when I get a, a note from somebody who says, I just listened to the show about whatever guest. We'll say Marcello. And it really spoke to me. That gets me excited for the next day when I interview somebody else because I know if at least one person says that episode was what I needed to hear, then I know I have to go do another episode because somebody else is going to need that one. So thank you so much for being part of this community. We're going to be back in a couple of days with somebody just as cool as Marcello. But in the meantime, you go out there, have a great day. 
Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.